beach. <laughs> what a beach. I don't think you can say that anymore. <sighs> Life's a beach. <laughs> what a pain in the beach. <laughs> We're, we've gone right <laughs> off. That one got producer Katie. <laughs> Even though it made no sense at all. None at all. Uh, <laughs> Not a single drop of sense. Who gives a You look beach? very relaxed, though. I don't give a beach. Now I'm just using it like a bleep. Beach you, Brett. What are we what are we doing? Whatever, you son of a beach. <laughs> that one works. That's good. <laughs> oh, it's funny how um sometimes if you start way off context, then you can actually bring it to context and you're still okay. Though, you know what I mean? Cuz if yeah, you, how you start get- with, well, just with the beach thing, like uh-huh. then I said, son of a beach, which is pretty on the nose <laughs> for what we're <laughs> oh, talking see, about. Yeah. But as long as you start way off, then you can kind of narrow it down because people realize that you started over here. You know? Right. It's easier to redeem yourself when you're just so far from being correct. Yeah. That you can just finish it off with one that works and then right. you've managed to salvage the entire thing. Congrats. Yeah. Kudos and, to you. and you've spent the last couple of uh, seconds disarming the other person with your ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. So then and then you can slide in, you know, a good son of a beach and you're OK. <laughs> as long as as long as the magician doesn't reveal his tricks, which I've now. Which you literally just did yeah. for the entire radio. I guess so. Yeah, I should probably um, stop talking, I guess. I I guess. Maybe we should start this thing. From my car, we That one felt too official. That was too normally not that good at it. That was like too professional. We should suck more. Radioactive dads on Adobe Radio. I have some post nasal drip going on, so if I sound a little nasally, ew, it's because I just can't clear uh, that. The most dad condition. Cartoon mucus guy that's in the. Anytime you want, just that. It's just that, like, but it's like too dry to really move right now. You know, I gotta soften it up a little bit with uh, my old pal Mucinex. You know. Well. I mean, do you do the uh, you do the 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 nasal rinse there? I I I no, I do the humidifier at night. It's pretty nice. I got to admit, nice and passive. But you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta cram some warm saline water oh, up in there. That sounds nice. Yeah, you'd be amazed. Mm. Maybe I need how to it can go, get things moving. Uh, take a dip in the cool waters behind me, and just maybe breathe in through the nose. You know. Yeah, that sounds like it wouldn't be painful or uncomfortable at all. I mean, all. it's salt water, right? It is. Yeah. And, you know, a few trillion protozoa that you're introducing into your brain cavity. Hey, man. Hey man. <laughs> Did we, we came from the water, didn't we? Didn't we crawl out of the oceans at some point? Maybe we're yeah. all just trying to return back, Nathan. I, that must be it. It mu- Your brain must be saying, from from whence I came, the primordial soup. 
I want to reintroduce some microscopic bugs into my system. I am Brett, and he is Nathan. I read emails word for word. He's on iCarly, and uh, we're the Radioactive Dads. Thanks for joining us on Adobe Radio or uh, if you're listening on a podcast app. Nathan, I was doing some more traveling. Don't worry. I'm not going to complain about airline stuff. Thank goodness. I can't take but, another episode uh, of that. Um I was doing some traveling, and we were up there in Seattle because I do the uh, podcast for the Kraken, the hockey team, and the Seahawks, the football team. Mm -hmm. And so producer Katie and I were up there in Seattle promoting the podcast, and we are doing these charity events and these live shows, which, by the way, it's so much fun. A lot of people come out. We do them at bars, and uh, you know, we're, usually the game is on, so we're watching the game, and we're talking during commercial breaks and raising money for charity by doing raffles with, like, autograph stuff from the players and you know jerseys and giving away all yeah. kinds of stuff and it's it's super fun man you should come to one of the events so that sounds awesome i met the, those were the days man where live events were a thing you do like you know i had my whole autograph signing tour thing we were doing like car shows and going to malls and stuff and oh, hanging yeah. out with people those were the best like yeah. getting to meet the fans in person yeah was one of my favorite parts of the job and just dropping into sandusky ohio and you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Pla places that you wouldn't normally find yourself in and meet so many people who love the show and give them give them a hug and answer Wait, some we questions could, well and... we could probably do this for radioactive dads honestly i don't know do you think if... so well there's no like game to watch or anything but if people would show up we would show up to your town probably dude I we would should, love to do that. All right, I mean, email us, radioactivedads at gmail.com. Would you come to a live Brett and Nathan talk shit and answer your questions and meet you in person show? That's what we should call it, by the way. That's a, a That's long title. title. That's uh, on the marquee. Just one run-on sentence. It's kind of a bummer that we didn't call the podcast that rather than Radioactive Dads. <laughs> <laughs> because that's know. more what that's a more accurate depiction of what the show is well we'll see hey if people email uh if if you email we will come how about that so let okay. us know everybody radioactive dads at gmail.com but um we were up there doing doing this stuff for the podcast and it's rainy in my hometown of seattle it's always wet it's misty it's cold sure. it's foggy it's all of the above it's gray Oh, um, it's the best. It's, it's, I love all it's that. It's disgusting most of the time, so don't ever move there. It's getting too crowded. All of you stay away. The weather sucks, and it's cold, and you don't want to live there. But, oh, now I see what's going on. Okay. But, but, Nathan, what I realized is mm. after a couple days of that barometric pressure, I actually found that I was happier than when I'm down here in the old sunshine. And I don't know really? what it was. I don't know if it was – I mean, look, it could be – a bit placebo because you know you're doing the live shows and you're meeting a lot of people and it's fun and exciting so there there is that but i realized that even in the moments where we weren't doing any of that stuff we we're just kind of like i don't know, even like driving in traffic i just was like i don't know like happier or something and i i thought for a second i thought maybe we think about weather all wrong maybe we actually like the rain and the cold and the damp and the low pressure and all of that more Maybe it's because we're made of water, Nathan. Maybe we crave water and rain. Maybe we shouldn't be living in all these sunny climates, Nathan. Maybe we need more rain in our lives. What do you think? Maybe, all this, take... maybe all this vitamin D is bullshit. 
Did you take something this morning? No, I'm just asking the question, buddy. Seriously. You're just waxing so philosophical. You never thought about it? Like, you ever think, just just think about things in the reverse for a second. Like, maybe we're all like, what we what I crave is the sunshine, and I want to lay out and get a tan, and ooh, that would be good. Maybe, maybe that's not what we want. Hmm? Maybe it's just poisoning us and giving us the skin cancers and whatnot. I mean, you might be right, because I know. Yeah, I know that I am happier mm-hmm. when it's dull and dreary and rainy mm-hmm. and I'm all bundled up. Yeah. And I've got my folk music on. See, just to color the background. And you're you're just you feel like, I don't know, it's all like secure and ooh, exactly. and I, I don't know. I am happier See? when it's that way. Well, But a lot of people tell me this when I start waxing poetic like this. A lot of people start to say this. And then I say, well, then why do you live in L.A.? And they go, well, I love the sunshine. <laughs> and I'm ooh. like that. You just what you just argued against yourself immediately. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Here's I haven't I have more to add to it, Nathan. It's also that you can't go out and do as much when you live in the sunshine like we do all the time the Mm. world is your oyster all the time you can go do whatever you want in a t-shirt every single day right Mm -hmm. which then leads me to some mental stress and anxiety of feeling like i need to be out there every day rock climbing and kicking ass with all the other subaru owners you know what i mean (laughs) whereas if you live in the wetter, more damp, dank, you know, low barometric pressure climate, you kind of can't get out there so much every day, or at least you got to put on the rain pants and all of that, and it's too cumbersome. So right. you stay inside and you nestle in and you like, you know, and like you said, it can be more comfortable and you can be a Subaru owner that way mm-hmm. up in the Northwest where everybody owns a Subaru. Right. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I think there's something I- to it, dude. I think well, it's also I think it's also just kind of the grass is always greener thing because yeah. I have had this fight with London all the time and she's from Michigan where it's very similar. Yeah, it's the it's it's gray a lot of the time. Yeah, and she was saying like she would get seasonal affective disorder. She would yeah. get sad. Yeah, you and gotta have the blue light thing if you live in Seattle or not, I don't know if it's blue light. Whatever it is, people put whatever up. the UV vitamin <laughs> D light is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know that I know that there's something to that. It's just when I go to visit family in Michigan, and when it's winter and when it's dreary and blah, that's when I'm just I'm I'm so much happier. And yeah. then I get to California where it's zero percent humidity and it's December and you're baking in the sun. I'm like, this is not right. No. I don't like this no, at all. Right. I don't want to go out and schwitz. I want to stay in and put my fuzzy sweaters on. Yeah, it's really all I want. I know. I think it's because we're made of water, dude. I think it's I think that all of us have this inherent desire to return to where we came from, Nathan. And when it's falling from the sky around us, I think that we are at our happiest. Mm hmm. I really. Yeah. When that when that rain hits the pavement and that smell starts Mm -hmm. like that, that's when it's like, oh, I feel it that elemental feeling that where it's like getting into your lungs. Mm-hmm. It just I don't know. It it takes me there. Do you want me to um, launch down another jag that I'm not sure how this will go, but I'll just go for it. Like, when has that ever stopped us? <laughs> I mean, uh, you hear about like ancient cultures; they would do more rain dances than burn burn me with the sun dances, right? That's true. So you know, I mean, because of everything, like the crops and all all sorts of things. I mean, from life 
from water, Nathan. I think we crave it more than we think. You know what I think, too? I think this is your California drought brain talking. Oh, that's this is, true. This is the when you look at the map and all of California is that deep red extreme drought. Like, yeah. you, you don't have it in your brain. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to appreciate the places that are not in drought where there's just magical stuff that falls from the sky that we never see where we're from. We've had like one day of rain this year. Dude, and it was so great. Bad. I loved it. It's so bad around here lately. And it's it's like foggy and cloudy, but no rain. So then the fog and the cloud pushes all of the smog and pollution down on top of us. And then mm-hmm. there's no rain to actually clear it out. So yep. it's just like I was driving over the hill the other day back into the valley. And I mean, it wasn't foggy is the thing. It was just you could not see the valley floor below. I mean, you couldn't see buildings. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting right now yeah. in Los Angeles. It needs to rain so bad. Yeah. Ugh. And then we need yeah. to have about, I don't know, three million people move out of here. And mm-hmm. then we need to, you know, fix the pollution problem. And okay, now I'm starting to do what I did last week and I'll stop. Okay. No more complaining. Yeah. The get off the get off your lawn portion of the episode. Yeah, no, we we'll stay away from that. But I just I just wonder, I mean, guys, like, maybe we just think about it all wrong. Maybe we really want the rain and the moisture. I know I want it. I know I'm I with do you. right now too, man. Yeah, totally. I think anybody from any other state is like, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> You're the dumbest. <laughs> Come live here for more than three days and then see what you think about it. Dude. I can see the emails right now. Um, hey, I, the gra- listen, the grass is always greener. So just all of those people who would be emailing, just remember that you thinking about our sun is your grass being greener trust us it ain't that great is what we're no, saying and you're saying the same thing to us so we're, it's all relative and life is the same no matter where you are see so you wrapped it up put a little pretty little bow on it that's it buddy i think therefore i am this is mm. bitter pill <laughs> more philosophy you know uh, oh man by hey violet Look, the point is, is if you want us to show up in your town, send us an email. (laughs) That was the whole point. It's Radioactive Dads. We'll be right back to read some of your emails word for word right after this. Nickelodeon. The other one got dumped on MTV. Jake, <laughs> Radioactive Dads on uh, Adobe Radio. You know, Jake got dumped, but he did some dumping too. No, not really. Actually, no. He kind of got dumped every time. Yeah. Just always the dumpy. Yeah, that's true. He, I mean, he, he, he got dumped quite a bit though. So he, you know, he had quite a few ladies there, but. Uh, just yeah. never quite panned out. No, couldn't quite, could just couldn't just couldn't quite find the one. Just couldn't find the one. We'll see what happens on the reboot someday. You know? Yeah, exactly. See, that's the thing. That's where the open door is, right there. Yeah, it's the Jake show. The the reboot of awkward that will never happen. But hey, whatever. Never say never, Everybody baby. Everybody can dream. Yeah, I don't stranger know. things have happened. I don't know, man. I don't. I I don't even know if MTV knows who even owns that thing. 
honestly. <laughs> I don't even know if MTV even remembers that they might own it. I don't even know. Never heard anything from anyone about anything for that show ever, except plenty of people who watched it going, I miss that show and want more of it. And then just crickets after that. So hmm. who knows? Maybe. Do you think there was just maybe some grand conspiracy where it was like someone with a script and some cameras who like recorded their own show and then just hacked MTV <laughs> and just, just carved on. out a time slot and just sort of <laughs> stuck it in there? And they're like, we don't know what happened, but a lot of people liked it and watched it. So we just kind of didn't stop them. Just let that keep going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that must here, have been it. Here's an email from uh, a listener that uh, came into radioactivedads at gmail.com. And like I tell you guys, I read these word for word. So here we go. Let's dive in. Hi, okay. Nathan and Brett! Exclamation Hi. point. I sure could use y'all's advice. My five-year-old son is in a major tantrum throwing phase, and I am mm. at a loss. Mm. Uh, he has had a lot of changes lately and is most likely lashing out due to stress and exhaustion. I'm doing my best to get him to bed earlier and to be a better parent. But my efforts never seem to be enough. He behaves well at school, but at home he will melt down over minor issues. Recently, I ran out of the room crying and shaking because I was so overwhelmed. I feel so much guilt because I know I can do better and I need to set an example, but I'm struggling to take care of myself right now. I'm a single mom, so I wanted to know from a dad's point of view what you would recommend for dealing with these episodes as well as taking care of yourselves, balancing work, school, parenting on your own, mental uh, slash physical health just seems to be uh, darn near impossible these days. I'm finding myself so mentally drained that I can't even motivate myself to play a game with him most days and the guilt is killing me. How do you guys balance it all and not lose your minds? Sorry for the serious questions. I know y'all don't do a lot of that around here, but I could use <laughs> hey. the help. Thanks so much, uh, listener Kayla. Kayla, I mean, thank you for your email. Thank you for mm -hmm. sharing your story. Thank you for being so open and forthcoming. I mean, it's really brave of you. And uh, also because you know I'm going to read it word for word. So uh, <laughs> shout out to you for the courage. Um, I think, look, first of all, from me, I'll, I'll be quick and then I'll let Nathan get in and then I'm sure we'll, we'll talk this one uh, forever because I, I know we have a lot of thoughts. But um, yeah, I think first and foremost, like deep breaths, deep breaths, especially when he's asleep. Let's take some deep breaths, find a quiet place, turn the TV off. Let's try to let's try to kind of meditate, get Zen a little bit, especially in those moments when you can, when he's sleeping or whatever. I know you got school. I know you got work. I know you got all of these things, but take 30 seconds and let's do some breathing big in through the nose, out through the mouth, because we got to calm down a little bit in in every little quiet moment that you can get, because you got to take care of yourself. First, as you know, you're even saying with your own words here. And so let's really just make sure to do that. That's from me right off the bat because I, you, I, you do sound overwhelmed and I don't want you to get overwhelmed. So really take those quiet moments for yourself. Uh, Nathan, right? I mean, Oh, yeah. 100%. I think breathe. that's where so much of it Remember starts. to breathe. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think self self care is kind of the foundational aspect to it. And like you said, I think that's the hardest part, because especially 
as as a single parent for one kayla you friggin hero yeah i i don't i single parents are the most underrated like no one i think gives them near enough respect and appreciation for how difficult it is to wear all the hats in in a family unit yeah um and have to deal with so many things simultaneously without the support of another person right there with you to take some of the weight off, to have encouragement, yeah. you know, um, and even just someone to commiserate with, even when it just sucks so bad that all all you can do is just sit and like cry about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I mean, I I mean, I don't get it, but I mean, I I just I mean, I have so much empathy for it, man. You just, yeah. You really. I, just, I I respect that a ton. Absolutely. Um, absolutely so, yeah so like brad said self-care hugely important um and i it's so interesting kayla that you bring this up because brett i was literally i had it written down that i was going to start asking you about this because rosie's having it she's almost four and she is having a very similar issue yeah. right now it's just it's it's this phase it's this three-nager willful defiance testing the boundaries yep instant meltdown very sensitive um any anything can just set it off she's trying to just get her way at all times and when it doesn't happen it just is it it's a massive issue so hard to control um emotions are just like running high like she's just figuring out all this stuff kind of for the first time and when things aren't going her way it's just it's so much to process and it usually ends in some kind of epic power struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I just, for, for one, I guess that in and of itself is one thing. You are not alone in this. This is not you being a bad parent. No. No. This is the phase that these children are in. Mm-hmm. This is completely normal and developmental. And it's all part of this very difficult portion of life where they are figuring out the power struggle between child and parent and authority figure and child with just how their teachers are um they're struggling to deal with the power relationships of their classmates because they're watching their classmates deal with things in different ways and i know that that's been a struggle like for us you know sometimes rosie will be so excited to go to preschool and then the next time She'll say, I'm scared to go because this person in my class is not a good listener and they're not nice and they take things from me and they don't listen. And the teacher doesn't, you know, always help me because they're doing other things. And, you know, I, I don't feel safe sometimes when I'm at preschool and granted, you know, you don't feel safe because they took your toy. It's not that you're literally unsafe. It's just, that it creates feelings and it creates tensions and well, it's and things that are inside of them. Home and they, you know. I think the other thing, too, is keep in mind, Kayla, and anyone out there listening, that like a lot of times the reason they'll lash out with you and they're not lashing out at school is because with you is where they feel most comfortable. Exactly. That is why they lash out. So I want to go back to what I was saying at the beginning because this – I know it sounds hippy-dippy, and that's sort of my role on here, and I'll play that. It's fine, but it's like this – this, if you can find more quiet in your life, like if if you're driving to and from somewhere, if he's not with you because maybe you're headed to work and you got someone to watch him or whatever, radio off, radio off, quiet, like just literal quiet, like TV off in the evening, quiet, 
and then not reading or anything. I know it's, it's this is the hippy dippy part of me, but it's gonna. It also helps you create quiet in moments of chaos, which I'm mm. big on. So I know he's he's flipping out. He there, there, there's a tantrum happening. There's all sorts of insanity, but. If you can even find your quiet in those moments, you will be able to come at those situations from such a, a, a better place of like steadiness. And, and, and remember that right now, you and he are, are, are learning how you both deal with chaos together. And you're setting the stage for the rest of your lives together. And mm -hmm. if a chaotic moment is, is whipped into more and more chaos, it's just gonna be that way on down the line so right now i know it's so hard i totally have empathy for it i can't even imagine uh going at it alone but if in these chaotic moments you can find your quiet and find your center and find your balance and sort of take that deep breath and come at things in in a in in a calm way even in the face of that chaos then hopefully you start to see that pay off as this phase winds down and as you get through it together and mm -hmm. so that later in life those chaotic moments can be dealt with in that sort of way. I know it's going to be hard. I know I'm, it sounds maybe like rose colored glasses, but as someone who has been through it, cause my kids are a little older, I can just tell you that consistency and, and being like strong in the face of them trying to be strong pays off eventually. Mm -hmm. um, because that power struggle, like Nathan was talking about, it's like, it's always going to be there and you have to win. You're the parent. Yeah. You have right. to. And so um, coming at things in a different way, maybe if, if you're trying like volume right now, maybe that's not working. Maybe it's creating more chaos. So maybe take that deep breath and come at it more with the low tones and the softer. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't work that first day. You got to try it the next mm -hmm. day and the next day and the next day. Um, and it's, it's a challenge. I totally yeah. get the uh, – and I want to address the one part here, the um, – feeling guilty because you know most days i don't even feel like playing a game because you know you're starting to resent and i totally understand that that's another one you just got to kind of power through and and mm -hmm. really take in the moments where where it is game time you know and really give those even extra effort mm -hmm. even though you don't feel like it because i yeah. you have to fight that feeling um yeah. it's so hard it's yeah. so hard the feelings of guilt as a parent man we never understood that when we were kids, did we? Nope. And nope, our parents tried all. to tell us, just wait until you're a parent. And we said, ah, mm -hmm. nah. Right? Yeah. But man, yeah. those those guilty feelings as a parent, man. Yeah. And I, I will say, I I'm think, you, yeah, the, the, the guilt is strong because the stakes are so high. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking like everything that I do is going to mm -hmm. affect them forever. Every yeah. little thing, every little memory that they have. And so the stakes have just never been higher at all, especially with like COVID and lockdowns and yes. being stuck together. Like they're already dealing with stuff that they shouldn't have to at this age. And there's so many, as you're talking, there's like so many things that are rattling around in my brain. For one, one of the things that as far as like going first to your point about like playing games with them and that being so difficult. I remember one of the most interesting things that I read, I can't remember what book it was in, but um they were saying at, at this age, this very young age, kids just want to know that your relationship is okay. Because like you said, they feel comfortable mm -hmm. expressing their big feelings and big emotions with you because mm -hmm. they feel safe. That's right. And 
there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things that they'll do and i see rosie doing this a lot too where they'll have some kind of episode but then they give signs to you that they want to know after that thing is over that you're still cool Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time it is through mutual activity um and like suddenly like after a big thing goes down suddenly she'll get like real affectionate right after that's right and it's kind of a test of them saying like are are we good and one of the things that in that book they were talking about is one of the ways that they do that because it's one of the few things they really understand is play and if they want to play with you that's one of the ways that they're checking in to make sure that you guys are still good and so it's not i we don't think of play in the same way that they think of play and so those things i think like you said if you can for this phase knuckle down and do it because that's one of the ways that they're trying to repair and and recalibrate their relationship with you and it's just one of the few ways that they know how to do it looking at it from that way i think can be kind of helpful and stemming from that knowing that their brain is completely different from yours there was a th- i can't remember what exactly the age is but it's somewhere between 5 and 7 that the human brain actually becomes capable of having rational thought and following directions and following directions and having logic Mm -hmm. and true if this then that they understand basic cause and effect from six months old but it's not until they reach about five to seven that their brain really starts to have that sort of adult processing power and rosie's not even four so when she's having these tantrums her brain is shut down only a limited sliver of her mental cpu is working in that moment and if you try to sit them down and have a rational conversation with them and talk them through their feelings you're only you're butting your head against a mental wall that they are physically incapable of getting over in that moment there's so yeah there the the biggest thing that i've learned in those tantrums is actually to almost save yourself the mental power for after the tantrum is over and completely disengage. That's that's like, what I was gonna. That's that's kind of what I mean by finding your quiet. Like, yeah. Instead of the running out of the room, scream, you know, crying and all that. And I I totally get it. I know. Why. I've done it too. I, oh, I've done I, it too. Hey, we've we all, all have. There. We've all been there. There's no no shame at all. Uh, I think what we're both just saying is I I think another tactic that, and things that we've tried is I mean just kind of let it happen, sort mm-hmm. of, and just kind of sit there. And also I I remember saying to my kids multiple times like. It's okay that you're angry. You can be mm-hmm. angry. Hey, you can be angry. Let's just do it in this way. Hey, mm-hmm. instead of yelling and screaming, let's let's hey, let's punch this pillow. Hey, look at this pillow. Let's beat it up. Oh, beat it up. Oh, you're the Hulk. Beat it up. Ah. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a, a fun you can even kind of have fun with it, sort of. Yeah. In a way. And get this anger or frustration, whatever they're feeling out in sort of a constructive way. Um yeah. and sometimes it is kind of just sitting there and you can kind of just say like yeah, you can be angry right now. That's fine. I'm just going to wait till you're done. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You they have angry. to. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to wait till you're done. You can yeah. take some deep breaths, baby. I know you're angry, but I'm just going to sit here till you're done because I, mm-hmm. I can't talk to you right now. Mommy can't talk to you right now. If you're not going to use your words, if you're just going to be angry, I'm going to sit here till you're done. Exactly. And then, yeah. and then you have to be an actor. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? And then you have to not cry. You have to not break down. You have to just kind of sit there and just kind of take it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so hard, but they're going to finally realize that they're not getting out of you what they're trying to get out of you. And that's right. the hope. You know, it's just another mm-hmm. tactic. It's something to try. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so hard. It's that's so easy to do when you're in your home. Yeah. You know, where you can just say, like, you do you do whatever you need to do. You need you have big feelings inside. You need to get them out. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Feel them. But like you said, you have to do it in a constructive way. You can't hit me. No. You can't yell at me. You exactly. can't do there are certain boundaries that you have but you are allowed to have these feelings and I'm not going to make you bottle them up because if you try to stuff them back inside and yeah. force this fake calm, they will lash out in some other way because they feel like if they can't be mad, they have to internalize it, but it's going to find an outlet somewhere, whether it's being destructive or just aggressive toward other kids or toward animals like it, it's it, it can it can manifest itself in all kinds of different ways so you're absolutely right they have to be allowed to feel it and and let them know it's okay but like verbally like literally yes, telling tell them, them like it's okay to be upset it's mm -hmm. okay to be angry this is just not how to do it and i'm telling you i talk to our kids even when they were really young with yeah. this language and this matter of factness they will understand it if you're consistently talking like this Mm -hmm. It's okay to be angry, sweetie. I love you, but you cannot be angry like this. This will not work. You yep. can literally say to them, this will not work. Mm -hmm. They understand it. And yeah. they understand it the second and third and fourth time. That's for sure. If they don't understand right. it the first time, yeah. it's just so hard to try to sound that calm in the face of it. And I get mm -hmm. that. But if yeah. you can find that voice, uh, it really, I've found that it pays off and it takes, hopefully it takes it practice, you, Kayla, but we're, we're with you. We're so with you. We hear you, man. Yep. It's hard. Yeah, you know. And, and 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 email us anytime you want. By the way, we're always here for you. Radioactive at gmail .com. Let us know what you try. Let us know what works, what doesn't work. If it's not working, tell us we're full of crap. If you want, <laughs> you know. Um, After you've tried it for a little while, though, because true. if it's never happened before, it's not just going to instantly happen on the first day. That's because true. your son has learned now for the last few years that he can get a certain reaction if he does a certain thing. Yeah. And so that is getting kind of entrenched in there. And the sooner you can break it, the less time it'll take, but it will take a little bit of time. And also, I think we all, I don't want to make it sound like you have to be there for all of it. One of the other ways to disengage and save your sanity is to say, I know you're having all these feelings and that's okay. You can scream and yell and do whatever you want in your room. Mm -hmm. I have to go wait in the hall yeah, I'll because be I, I can't, I can't talk to you and, and we can't communicate until you get all this out. So do it. Yep. You ha feel whatever you need, but it hurts my ears and I can't, I can't be with you while you do this. This is something that you need to do yeah. in private, you know? Yep. So, and, and, then, and, and that's then... okay too. So don't feel like you're stuck in the room with them. You can completely disengage and let them have those feelings in a completely different place with a wall and a door between you. Well, and that's and okay then too. And when they're coming out though, cause then it, it gets into this, like don't do the like holding the door shut. None of that stuff. No, like, no, 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 no. Let them come out. Just don't engage. They come out. Right. No, I told you, you can have that moment in your room. So mm -hmm. go back in your room. Cause I'm not, nope. You have that moment in your room. I'm out here. I'm, I'm mom's watching TV. You do your own thing. Come yep. find me when you're done. You can literally yep. say that to them. Come mm -hmm. find me when you're done. And yeah. I said that literally two, da two days ago to Rosie. Like, I see you you're freaking out. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I will, I'm standing right here, and I'd love to talk to you mm -hmm. when you're done having these feelings. But we can't talk and we can't work through this if you're screaming 
at the top of your lungs. Yeah. So you go, go get it out, go feel it. And then when you're ready, I'm here. I love you. I want to talk to you about it. We just can't right now until you're all done. I wonder if it's, it's something like, I mean, maybe acting does have some sort of thing to do with it. And maybe I'll, it's like, try it like just yeah. i know you're it's not what you're feeling right now i know you're thinking a million other things but if you can sort of just make your face do something else <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. i mean because they 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 read everything about us and and i guess overall what i'm sort of saying is like it's about your energy right and like so if if when you are by yourself if you can quiet down if you can take these deep breaths if you can find your center then you can do it in these moments of chaos and i've found that it pays off because raising the volume or amping it up or trying to pin them down or shut, hold the door shut or any of these kinds of things. It just never works. The biggest thing I've found that works is just talking to them matter of factly, keeping an even tone and sort of a balanced posture in yourself and remaining confident that what you're doing is correct. And Mm -hmm. they will then be confident that what you're doing is correct and they'll start to understand it. Yeah. Uh, We wish you luck, Kayla. We love you really. You're fighting a good fight out there. And mm-hmm. we're on your side. Above all else, we are on the side of the parents, I think, right? Yep. <laughs> right? I think so. Sort of. Being, being that we are the radioactive dads, yeah. I think we, by law, yes. have to be on the parents' side. Yes, we're on your side. Uh, anything else, Nathan, before we go to a music break? Oh, man. I mean, gosh. I think the one, the one other thing that I would say, because I'm having this very specific example right now, is setting expectations. Mm very calmly before whatever the situation is. Like if there's a thing that always happens, like for us, it's getting Rosie ready for bed, mm. putting her pajamas on, brushing her teeth and everything else. There, There's this phase she got into where as soon as we bring her up to her room, she just starts bouncing off the walls, goes nuclear and it's like flipping all over the bed. And it's like wanting to suddenly wrestle. And yep. like, she just said she's dead tired downstairs. Yeah. But as soon as we bring her up, she just is uncontrollable. And it became this thing where we either have to like do the dad voice and say like, no, stop i told you to stop or like literally physically grab her and bring her back over and then it ends in this meltdown thing i finally realized about a week ago when we're still in the hall i sit her down with a very calm voice and i say you know i've noticed the last few days bad the night has started to go bad when we go in there and you're having trouble being a good listener and things start getting a little bit out of control so here's what we're going to do I need you to stand at this place and stand still while I get your pajamas on. And then after that, we're going to go do your teeth. And then when all that stuff is done, then we're going to wrestle and I'm going to throw you on the bed and we're going to have a great time and we're going to read some books and then you're going to go to sleep. But those things cannot happen before you get your pajamas on and you do your teeth. And as long as you set that expectation of this is what's going to happen and you say, and if that doesn't happen, there will be consequences right away, yeah, whether XYZ. it's the corner, whatever your things are. No iPad, no TV tomorrow, right? No, whatever, whatever you want it to whatever be. Whatever your yeah. consequence du jour is. When it's talking and you know they're listening and it's before that part of their brain has shut off, you can get a result and it worked instantly. Yeah. And now that's just what I do. Every yeah. oh, time, dude, when it comes to bedtime and Kayla, you mentioned bedtime specifically. I know there's a lot of problems for a lot of people when it comes to bedtime. We would start talking about it at dinner. 
Like, yeah. honestly, like around the dinner table, just like, hey, by the way, tonight, bedtime, it's going to be better than it was last night. And here's why. Mm-hmm. And here's how it's going to go. And Nathan, yeah, great advice, man, because really the, the, the telling them in advance what's up, they, mm-hmm. it, it, they love that. They, yeah. I mean, don't you want to structure? Know they what's want going structure. On? Yeah, exactly. You want to know what you, the you know the rest of your night's going to look like or your day or mm-hmm. whatever. You like it too, so they do too. Don't surprise them with stuff. Let right. Them know. Let them be part of the conversation. Bring them into how you're feeling and what you're thinking. We've said on other episodes, you know, Kayla, like maybe telling them like this hurts mommy's feelings. Mm-hmm. When you do this, you hurt mommy's feelings. Now, this is obviously when the moments calm down and everything. Right. But that behavior hurts my feelings. I, I would appreciate it if you didn't do that. Like, yep. just talk to them how you do adults and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Explain. They it. love you. Believe it or not, yeah. they do. No. They want you to be okay yeah. just as much as you want them to be okay. That's right. That's right. Appeal to their um, s- sense of sympathy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this song is called Bleach. It's by Goth GF. It's uh, about a guy wanting to bleach his hair and move to California, which sounds like he wants more sun, which Ugh. we've already talked about. That's the wrong answer, buddy. He doesn't want that. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Turn He'll it learn. We'll be right back with more of your emails on Radioactive Dads right after this. Good thing because of thought. to Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. Yeah, you are. I'm Brett. He's Nathan. And uh, re- we read emails word for word. And Nathan, coming into the fake magic email box uh, from listener Reginald. Hey, Nathan and Brett. I uh, can't Hello. wait to show up at a live show. When are you guys doing those? Those sound awesome. Gosh, so, that happened so fast. I mean, it happened so fast. It happened live during the show, actually. Which is impossible because we pre-record and then air them later. So uh, right. back to the magic, this is totally fake mailbox from <laughs> from listener Kenneth. Uh, hey, Brett. Hey, Nathan. I live in, uh, in Mesquite, Nevada, and I would love to come on out to the Mesquite Ha Ha Comedy Club and see you guys do your Ha Ha Comedy Show. That sounds so fun. Would also love to meet and shake Nathan's damp, nervous hand. Love, uh, Kenneth. What? That is an incredibly specific email, oddly, Kenneth. Oddly specific. <laughs> Kenneth and Reginald are just... <laughs> do you think Kenneth and Reginald have somehow figured out a way to, like, slip through space-time mm. and go back in time to send us an email before this episode even aired wow. in order to encourage us to do a live show? Okay, now who's taking something this morning, huh? Hmm? Look, I just watch Marvel movies now. (laughs) Well, that's because that's That's what they're all about is about time and space. That's because there's no such thing as a regular movie at all anymore. It's just Marvel movies. Like, yeah. Um, You know, actually, speaking of which, Nathan, uh, Mm. I was on this jag lately. See what you think about this one. Okay. Okay. Talking about how, like, uh, somehow I started talking about, like, old, you know, fables and fairy tales and all that stuff that you learn when you're a kid you know and how Mm -hmm. all of them have the moral at the end of the story right you know like the tortoise and the hare and the moral there and like just all of those little stories you know and then i was thinking like i really don't read the kids many of those stories at all (laughs) i don't know Mm. why 
like a lot of their books are just like literally like a Marvel book about Captain America or something yeah. like that. Or um, and then all the movies and stuff they watch is all the like Disney and Pixar stuff, which is like full of morals, of course. But we never right. really sit around and talk about them or I'm not. I feel like when I, when I was a kid, people did a good job of saying like, now you see the moral there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was realizing that I haven't really been doing that around the house too much, and especially with COVID, like it's not like they're in school and uh, like they should have been and all that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, just a little insight into my life. Maybe you can glean something from it out there. But I've I've been concentrating lately on going like, you guys ever heard of the tortoise and the hare? <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the whole point of that story you know what i mean uh as you like hike up your yeah. belt past your belly no, button hey look i and you know what else also nathan i'm gonna tell you i you guys those progressive commercials about us all becoming our parents like mm-hmm. they've done more harm than good i think at this point <laughs> like they were funny at the beginning but now everyone's just scared to death of of having a paper boarding pass at the airport right the <laughs> aforementioned airport but like guys We've got to take the pressure off of ourselves. There's a reason that the older generation teaches the younger generation. There are reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to be aware of them. Just don't be a cringy dad about it. Right. But I, I do think, like, I've been thinking lately, like, maybe the reason people punch flight attendants is because they don't get the moral of the story most of the time. Maybe it's mm. because we're just watching Iron Man, and there really is no moral to that story. Except really. if you have a lot of money, it <laughs> yeah. can fix a lot of your problems. Right. Or if you're Captain America and you can get shot full of Vita rays, like, oh, all of a sudden you can save the world. But that's not really a moral, is it? No. Yeah, I think setting the bar this high to be able to make any meaningful difference yeah. is probably not the moral that we need. Uh, well, this is my question. Like, all of our kids are just growing up on those movies and Star Wars movies and, you know, all the mm-hmm. franchises and all of all that stuff. But, like, maybe they're missing a giant piece to the puzzle that a lot of these older movies and, like, older stories and maybe. Yeah, that might be – that could be part of the problem. Hmm. Interesting. I do. I do wonder. Interesting. So like, you're telling me this younger generation, ages uh, 22 to 27, they like punching flight attendants in the face. Well, maybe hmm, we should have looked let, at that. Let's along reverse the line. that math and figure out what happened about yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe, I don't know. I don't know maybe maybe like they the, weren't just watching Daniel Tiger all the time. <laughs> I think there's enough morals in Daniel Tiger to just cover up the fact that everything else has That's nothing true. in it. Yeah, it, but it, but if you watch only Daniel Tiger, then you go way too far the other way where you're just the center of your own universe and, you know, right. all of that kind of stuff. So That's true. That's With a good all point. things balance, everybody. That's yeah. what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Find some find some teachable moments. When, again, when their brain is fully capable of doing it. But books are a great way to do it. Yeah. Because if you can find those books, you can pause between pages. Yeah. And you can sort of like I found myself like translating and say like, you know, there we had, like there's a book about sharing. And like when I got to this page, then we stopped for a second and I said, right. Now you did you see what happened it. here? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we had a there's a book called I think it's called Messy Penny that's about like a peacock that's kind of a hot mess. But <laughs> but it's like but it's about like inner beauty and not about yeah. what you look like on the outside. Well, you, you know, gotta, so we get and the point is you got to talk about that part. That's what exactly. I realized I was missing. I, and right. so, you know, maybe you guys out there because like, yeah, you read them, but you go, I don't think they got that message. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
that's my fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm the parent. Someone should have really taught them that. Oh, hold on a second. That's me. Oh, uh, literally, that's the reason why I exist. Eh, eh, is to show them the ways of life. Nobody's perfect. You know, that's the point. No. You know, Kayla. And, and the, the thing is, everybody, dear listeners, is just take the pressure off of yourself. Nobody's perfect. You know, you're doing the yeah. best you can. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just try to remain calm. And remember, too, they're just kids, and their brains are smaller, and a little manipulation can go a long way sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Especially, and it, it, I'm trying to be funny, but especially if uh, you, uh, it, it's like empathetic manipulation. Like if your manipulation causes them to think about others' feelings first, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all right, you know. Yeah. A little, yeah. just a little, every once yeah. in a while. It's. I don't even know if it really counts as manipulation. It's yeah. just hyper augmented so that their brain can get it recognize that screaming and throwing a tantrum has the potential to hurt someone's feelings is a good thing to explain to them right yeah especially if it's their moms because you're their favorite person that's right we love you. Uh, thank you for listening today everybody send your emails to radioactivedads at gmail.com dot org no also all social media at radioactive dad spread the word thanks for joining the family your daddies love you we'll see you next time <laughs> don't worry Nathan Nathan cringed for all of you yeah don't don't ever do that again <laughs> bye bye covers it for this week on radioactive dads nathan and brett will be back next week with a brand new episode streaming on adobe.com or wherever you listen to podcasts